This is the Bud Rebel Show. And as we've spoken to the previous episodes, Bud is being a friend. And Rebel is just being a bit different, having a unique trait to you. And we at the show are going to do some really exciting things. But before I speak about that, you'll notice that I have a little blood dripping down. This is not for Halloween. I actually cut myself shaving. And since I'm filming live, then you might see a little blood dripping. Now, hopefully, my guests will warn me when that's happening or if I have to go to the hospital in between. On this show, we are going to talk about some really interesting business ideas, ideas that will either make you money, lose your money, but have you thinking. We'll talk about some of the new trending topics, including some of the trending music. And we always have a very unique guest who's going to share that view with us. And this, this one today, this month, is Cooper. Cooper is a phenomenal musician, and we're going to talk about his history and background in a few minutes. Actually, we'll start now with that. Mr. Cooper. How you doing? Good. Nice to meet you here. I mean, are you actually involved in our film? Yes. But thank you. There was there's a few things. If you can give us a little background, map there's something called Black Ink Crew. Yes. What is that? You got a little bit of blood. Oh, thank you. Keep me warm. Thank you. No problem. <laughs> All right. uh, but yeah, Black Ink Crew. I was just uh, recently on one of their episodes, uh, getting this tattoo done right here. Oh, so I see you have a few tattoos. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> How many tattoos do you have as a whole? Uh, uh, all of them are pretty visible. This is all I got right here. I don't got wow. any on the legs or chest. So this is where I'm at. I started with the hand when I was 21. I was like, that was a, that's a great idea. Just, <laughs> just the flower or the whole thing? Uh, the, just the flower and the love. And then I worked my way up. I got the black band in 1997. Year I'm born. Wow. Cool. Yep, and then... So, wait, wait, wait a minute. It started with just over just this, here. Yep, just this rose. And then they, they were able to make it continue out through your whole arm like that. Yeah, I got the black band, and then I filled it in with the angel. Wow, it fit pretty well. Got wow. Mary, really... some stained glass I just got added there the other day. That's why it's a little... That's amazing. Peeling. So what is what? But what is the Black Ink Crew itself? Uh, that's a TV show. Um, it's a TV show on VH1, okay. I believe. Uh, and I was lucky enough to get asked by one of the tattoo artists themselves um, to be on the show. I was already going to get a tattoo from them. And they were like, well, we're going to have this tattoo competition, so why not you be, you know, when you get your tattoo from me, why not be filmed? So did you, did you win the contest? Uh, no, they, the way they edited it in the episode was uh, like, at the end, the, like nobody won. It was kind of like everybody won. Oh my god! Every of the all the other artists Every, are pretty disappointed. Well, everybody's a winner, right? Yeah, like, everybody feels like a loser. Yeah. So, so, hey, how long were you on the show for? Uh, I was on only just a few scenes. I, you see oh. me walking. I got my art done oh, by Young really Bay. Did. Shout out to her. She's amazing. Sorry, she should have won. Just, just bleeding a little bit between the show. It's okay. <laughs> All right, I'm giving my heart and soul to the show, I guess, here. Yeah. <laughs> so, also, I believe you not only are a very interesting musician, that's where you, I think, are unique angle all this, that you don't just cover one genre, you do different genres in your album. You had it come up? Yes. Tell me about that a little bit. Yeah, um, so I started out mainly as, as a rapper when I came out with the identity of Koopa the Savage. Mm -hmm. You know, uh, growing up, I'm, I'm in the rock. You know, that's what I grew up with. My grandfather uh, played music with, like, he played, like, the Beatles, Elvis, uh, all 60s and 50s type of era. Grandfather, huh? Uh, okay. Yeah. Oh, a little different than my grandfather. 
My grandfather was uh, was the best, and uh, he showed me how to play the guitar. Oh wow! And so rock was just always in my uh, in my life. But where I grew up in Hoboken, New Jersey, uh, not everybody was into the same music as me. I was kind of different in that field. So I felt like a loner with my music taste, and I just always kept it to myself. Mm-hmm. Um, but everybody else loved rap, you know, and house music, and uh, fun, fun music, you know, and I love it. I love it, too. But I was like, I got to a point where I was like, I don't have a band, and I do love this music, and now I do know how to make this music. Why not try it, you know? So when I was like, all right, I'm going to be Cooper the Savage, I started out with very aggressive trap music, a lot of electronic-based um, uh, some stuff was like really spacey. <laughs> you're saying like when you're saying on the light, the album that you have that there's different genres. Is like is there like country on it? Is like uh, uh, so disco on it? I mean yeah. So when I developed, so I came out with the aggressive rap stuff, and then when I was like, I'm gonna put an actual album out, you know, together. Um, the my I, which I would really consider is my debut album, Mikey, mm-hmm. which is my real name is Mikey. Don't tell anybody. Yeah, right. Don't don't let them find out. (laughs) Um, But my my album Mikey, which has uh, eleven songs on it, I I really went from uh, I'd say like shoegaze to some extent uh, to trap to pop rock to metalcore to completely instrumental um, with and then a lot of it was my own. Everything on the song was me. I programmed everything, I played all the drums, bass, guitars, I sang, I screamed, I mixed it, and um, and I, I, I got the album cover done, and I did it all in-house. I give you credit, because that takes a bit of a risk, because a lot of artists want to be like metalcore, metalcore, like all the fans will know that, or they want to be country, country, whatever, and you're taking a risk with just like, people are going to say, wait a minute, I want to listen to this music, and Cooper's doing this music, and... So they're gonna have to like you as an artist and see how you can expand on it, which is interesting. Yeah. I consider myself a pet person that likes to listen to totally different music. I mean, I listen to country and rock and hip hop and everything in between. So I appreciate that you're willing to do that as a, a change phase. You also again, you were in the film The Undead, which we talked about. Yes. And you played Stan for that film. Yeah. I mean it was a pretty it was a pretty short uh, part, but you were really vital part because you played one of the key characters' boyfriends. Uh, any interesting stories you have with that? Any thoughts that you want to add about that? Honestly, I want to say thank you. Um, thank you to everyone who had me involved in it. Um, that was really cool. And when I got there, it was really interesting. I wasn't sure uh, anything about the character too much. You know, like I, I knew my line, um, I knew the setting, but I didn't understand. I was like, all right, where where am I going with this? And then when I got there, I met all the actors and their personalities with their characters. I was like, oh, this is cool. And it was right up my alley, too, you know, being, you know, like, with, with all the makeup and the fishnets. I was like, okay, like, this, this, this is perfect. World. It's a different world for you. It definitely, it was, it was a learning experience, honestly. Like, when I, when I went there and saw everything be so professional, I was just like, this is great. Like, so, so Koopa, you are a musician full time, or do you do other type of work anyways? So, yeah. I, so I, thank you for asking. I am an audio engineer. Uh, I produce music with other people, um, freelance. I paint pictures, portraits. Um, okay, so let me interrupt that for a second. You know, I walked out today. This is like unbelievable time of the year. I mean, I don't know. Maybe it hit me differently, but fall is unbelievable. I don't know how you can capture that, but you've seen your eyes. How you can capture that on painting? I don't even know if you can capture it, but if you can do that, I'd love to see you make it because it to me it's something 
renewal, it just feels so cool. The colors you go outside, it's like incredible. You yeah. know, it's like God's gift to us. Just walking, every time we walk outside that door, it's just an incredible feel. You know, winter's nice, when, but it gets too cold too fast. <laughs> um, but this is, the weather's is perfect right now, and it's just beautiful lookout. So if it has I been. challenge you to come out, maybe in a month or two, with some type of visually image that somehow captured the emotion of fall. I think I should do that. And I, I would love to take you up on that challenge, all right, all right. honestly. All right, so you heard it here. It's going to take us on that yeah, challenge. I'm on camera doing it. Yeah, <laughs> I got to take up that challenge. No, definitely. Um, especially because I... I appreciate what you say with 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 uh with uh, the change of the season. It's insane. Like it, it, as an artist, I mean, and as a musician, it's put me in a different mindset. That when you see it, all these leaves falling, and we're lucky enough the area we live in, what we we're exposed to that. Yeah. You know, we're not completely crammed in the city. We got a bunch of trees. We got a bunch of hills, and it's it's awesome. You know, I can't wait till the water starts freezing. That's gonna look sick. Yeah, I mean, I was outside, and I don't know, it was just so, like, a mist came out of it. It's like a movie, you know, like, you're living in a movie for a minute. Yeah. So, I was also, because with the show, we're going to talk some business ideas. Are you ready for some business ideas? I mean... I'd are they ready for some business ideas? I, I hope they are. Right. I'm ready to hear some. Here we go. Okay, and these are actually, one or two of them, we're actually in the building, building it. So, you see the hat I'm wearing right now? Yes. Right? Well, I have a Bud Rebel hat, which allows the logo to come up and come back on. But as I have dogs, I realize in the morning, you can't see outside. It's a pain in the neck, you know, with the dark. You got to the dark, it's dangerous. So I've talked to a person about putting lights on it. Now that's, that's something different. Add that a little bit more. Plus, you can change the color. So you're wearing a black shirt. Yes. But tomorrow you're wearing a red shirt. The logo changes, black, red, different, different colors. Now to top that off, with the lights on, okay, it will go off. Trying when it goes off like in 40 minutes, half an hour, because you forget sometimes to turn off the lights and then your batteries run out. So, it'll only be like a timer on it. Mm -hmm. This way, when you grab your hat, you have a hat that gives you the light you can see in the darkness, has the fashion look, and will not the battery won't run out at the same time. This is what we're doing. And the means of developing as I speak right now, I want to see if it gets done. And if it does, I hopefully uh, you'll wear any of those hats when you go out and do one of these videos out there. What do you think of that? I think that's awesome. As a dog owner, I understand where you're coming from with that. You know, I have dogs and I take my dogs out and they run out. I, I think that's pretty cool. I'm a style person, you know, so I've never actually even thought of changing a logo on a hat. And, and I, that's actually been a deciphering thing with me with my own hats. I'm like, I love this black hat, but the logo on the middle doesn't match the rest of it. Yeah, so my original I have right now has a black, red, and I think blue, but we might change it to add more colors because red's probably so we might, you know, it might have different different things you can change it to, different purposes, whatever. You can change the logo on your hat, so you just have the base black hat. And so with the lights, you're gonna have a, actually have that, that logo like feature up a little bit more brighter, you might say. So that's in development. Just let the world know it is actually gonna happen. Well, I would say there's qualities of that that are. That, so if you're interested out key. there, let me know. The next thing we're creating. We're working to create, actually, I would love to create. It's called Business Matchmaker. Okay. And Business Matchmaker, it's like matchmaking, but for business people. A lot of times you work with people that you don't always get along with, you have different ways of thinking, whatever. So Business Matchmaker, what it will do is it will try to match different people together to start a business they want to do, oh. you know. And this way you have the right energy. You know, maybe somebody's a person who's very, like, detail-oriented and maybe someone has a big picture so you put those two together or someone's more creative and when someone's more books bookkeeper type person you put them 
or whatever. That's cool. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to develop that as one of the websites. If anybody's interested, again, those are things that we were, um, would like to see made up. I would say put a pin in that idea. That Thank one's you. great. That's Thank a cool you. one. Yeah. All right. So it's up to them out there if they want to do it. And next thing I wanted to talk to you about, or trending topics of today, were shows I've been watching. What I watched, I don't know if you watched, it's called The Watcher. I did actually. You did just, watch Watcher. Yeah, I did. What do you think about it? So, all right, well, I should say I'm watching it currently. Okay, I'm, stop. Just stop now. Stop now. Stop now. <laughs> no, it's good up till like, up to a point. Okay. And then it's annoying. I, I see, like, there. I mean, I'm no film critic or anything, but I definitely, I, I, I saw something was based in New Jersey, the main character. It's um, good. It's the main actor, well, the, the, the husband, I should say, I don't want to say he's the main, but he's one of the main. The act, uh, the husband, he, his character is hilarious in other films. So I was like, all right, let me give him a shot with this uh, serious role, and it's in New Jersey. So I thought it was cool, but I, there, I could see what you mean, that maybe there could be. So what happens, I'm not going to mention the views out there, but let me just tell you. Artistically, it's nice, it's done well, the, the acting is great, the story is good for a while, it's interesting, but it gets to be annoying because there's so many different endings, basically. It goes in one direction, it goes another, and then finally I just say, you know what, I don't care anymore. I've lost interest in it. It's mm. sort of like, so, or too many places, mm. and I just got bored of it, and I just... I watched the last episode because I invested so much time. Yeah. But I should have watched the baseball game or something. I don't know. It was really boring. What you could watch, though, is Cleo. Oh. Okay. Cleo okay. Cleo's interesting. Cleo's like a spy movie. It's like with uh, East German. And East Germany was one little... East Germany and West Germany with the wall was broken. But it has a whole mystery. And it's done really well. There's one part where they like... Almost like you feel like you're watching a, sh like a Broadway show. They go back in the light. It's really cool. It's, a, it's, it's really good acting. It's a little bit like we sad at parts, which is interesting. It takes you different emotions, you know, that's just great. So the times you feel sad for the character, sometimes you feel like you see an action movie, like one of the, what's, what's it, Kill Bill? It's like Kill Bill a little bit. Is it? Yeah, it's a little bit Kill Bill in it. There's, there's a little bit of romance, not too much, a little bit. But so there's different angles on it, which is great, and keeps you going. It's a really fast-paced show. Cleo is something I would definitely wow. look into. Definitely got to check it out, yeah. One thing I wanted to do is also introduce you. See, I'm wearing this shirt here. I don't know. I have one here as well. Sick. It's called a Bud Rebel shirt. I don't think we can see the logo here. This is a big thing we developed this logo. So I wanted to. What I found is that people like you or me, one of those you want to be, you know, you want to be a rocker. But the thing is that you have some that have to have a button down shirt and dress nice. Yeah. But you don't want to lose your dead today. Yeah, keep it classy. Keep it classy, but still be yourself. So if you see the logo on this guy, this little alligator here, he's rocking down. Mm -hmm. You know, so it's and he's an alligator, so he's fancy, <laughs> but he has a little guitar and space inside. So you can still be yourself and go to the parties and go to things and so forth like that. And that's what we developed that a while ago. I haven't really pushed it out there because I just like want to make sure it comes out the right way. Yeah, maybe it's this time, but we'll find out if you like it. It's the Bud Rebel shirt. That's Bud a Rebel. dress shirt. Dress shirt there. Okay, so well, so I want to talk to you about some upcoming stories that are coming. Halloween's coming up, of course. Yes, that's always a big event. What are you doing for Halloween? Do you know anything special? Uh, I have no idea. I have no. I I don't know. I have no plans. You know, maybe there'll be a costume party. Maybe there'll be something, some shenanigans I'll get into with some pals. But I am. Um, it's it's the first time there's actually Halloween's back. I think again with the pandemic, and then we had pre. I don't know. We had a lot of weird things yeah. going on. I think like this is the first year that. In my People own personal, right in my own personal life, I've had just like around Halloween time. There's always something that came up, or right. like something that like 
it kept me from really celebrating. So honestly, like the last time I really celebrated Halloween, like costume and everything with the pals was probably like 2018, mm-hmm. you know, I, maybe, I, no, I'd say maybe 2019 a little bit, but like, yeah. So this year, I don't know, hopefully, you know, I have a band now, so they, ooh. Oh, hey, that just, oh, just popped up. This is all? Yeah, that's my song. <laughs> the Savage. By the way, it's called Sunset. Yes. <laughs> I didn't mean this to happen. This is interesting. Okay. So, this song here. Tell me a little about this song. That's Hopefully fun. they won't cut this out. Did you, you won't let them cut this song out. No, anymore. no, no. Okay. It's okay. Tell me a little about that song. <laughs> uh, that is the... <laughs> That is the second to last. This is, a, is a, I think it's one. Of, it's one of the last songs on my album. I believe it's a. It's the eleventh song, I think, um, on my album Farmer Boy, and that was the second album I came out with, and that again was something that was all in house. I made it during the pandemic. Um, and, By the way, I'm sorry, I'm not bleeding anymore, right? Uh, it's kind of dried up a little okay, bit. Good. It's probably really gross. I apologize for the gross. <laughs> um. With that song, though, like, I made that beat, and then just kind of just one day, just I, I just made it and didn't think too much into it. Then I was like, all right, I'm going to go back to crafting my album, because when I made that album, I was like, I'm going to sit down and make it. Uh, like, it, it, like, I was like, all right, I want 13 songs, I'm going to make 13 songs, and that's how it went. And that song was just something that was just on the side, and then after a month of just listening to what I was working with, my demos-wise, uh, that beat just came on, and I was like... I really like this like I really like it and I incorporated real guitars with it so like I felt attached to it It wasn't just like I just sat it and just found samples I did it all you know so I I was like all right and then one day I did the the vocals and um I think they were like one take wow I think the yeah I think it was maybe two takes I think I did like a little line at the end but pretty much all the lyrics everything was for that song was that one take What's the most take shot in the song, by the way? Oh, I mean, a lot of songs. So it depends the type of song. Because like when I did like, is it obvious? I did a whole bunch of takes. Um, uh, pretty much my rock songs, I think I take really critically. Because you know what, my trap songs are electronic. I rely on auto tune, mm-hmm. and that and not not like I rely on it, but I'm comfortable with it. I enjoy it. I like how it sounds. I like singing into it. But uh, when I do other songs where I want to sound more raw and give you my real voice, uh, then I get critical on myself. And then I'm like, all right, let's do another one. Let's do another one. Yeah. Right, right. I was going to say, usually at this part of the show, I usually talk about music trends. But last time we had a little difficulty because they said there's some copyright issues. Mm. So, Coop, I'm going to do something unique here. I don't think we'll have a copyright issue. I think you know one of the songs I was thinking about doing. We talked about it previously. <laughs> you mind uh, give me a little singing version of it? See if people can do it. Uh, no, I, honestly, I don't know if I could do that today. I'm not yeah. feeling not feeling it today. Okay, what was the name of the song though? Uh, I will. It was the song "Edging" by Blink One Eighty Two. Edging by Blink One Eighty Two. I'm not going to play the song, and I apologize to the yeah, people out there, but this really hurt us into. You really wanted to play it. It's a good song. I did want to play it. I I couldn't put it in. They sort of like cut it out. We'll have to worry about. It. Maybe they'll bleep it out as we do. What do you think? I think you should. Well, the powers of YouTube blink this song out. I'm blinking right here. Blink one and two. This song is just it's, just, it's just fun. You know, it's just like something that I really enjoyed. And if it gets cut out, just know we, we, it is part of the song. We couldn't put this in the song. 
But this is, I'll just play a little two seconds of it and hopefully it won't give me a hard time. Edging by Blink-22. It is a great song. And the thing about this song, if they cut that out, but Edging by Blink-182 is that you know right away it's Blink-182. Oh, of course, yeah. It's like, it's like you can't hide it. And the guy looks so much old. <laughs> the drama looks at, is it the same drama? I don't know. I don't yeah, know it's, all the, it's the same guy. The, the singer's been through a lot, you can tell. <laughs> well, so it's like, it's like I'm, really interesting. Yeah, I think it's awesome. I, I, I'm a diehard fan, but I think the world in general has become diehard fans of mm-hmm. Blink. So seeing them back together the way that they used to be uh, brings this like wholesome feeling I think you know because I think everybody likes new music everybody you know likes not everybody likes change but we can accept a certain amount of change but when things go back to how they were I think at least for this it felt good and the music doesn't isn't bad I think it's a great song it doesn't feel old yeah came back with a with a with a good one Koopa I'm getting a lot of feedback lately and I really want the audience to be involved the show so as you should no, thank you so first thing I'm going to talk about is people ask me to do a skit I've done skits in a while because we've been focused on the movie there's two skits I'm considering you out there on the side one is called Serial Killer and the one is, other one's called Favorite Oreo that's all I'm giving you you have to decide which skit you decide you want us to pursue first the people that vote for Serial Killer or Favorite Oreo you'll decide what, the, what decision is it's that simple I also wanted to speak about news stories, as I said before. One of the things going on is the upcoming elections. Mm-hmm. Now, I, I know everyone has different views on political issues as a whole, and this one of the again one of the people viewers wrote in they didn't love my political views, which is fine because you know what I'm who I am, and I'm not going to change it just to satisfy the whole world. But I think the part of the Bud Rebel image is being a good person, but not calling people jerks or something, and. For me to be real, which I want to be real, these upcoming elections are so important to me. Because no matter what you believe in certain issues, you have to feel safe in your own house. And I think one party is really hurting that because they're doing certain policies that have made us unsafe. Okay, and I, I really like catch and release when they let people go on the borders and not protecting us. They're not protecting us when it comes to things such as bail, not letting people out for free bail without, you know, people come out of jail, they come back, they come back out and forth, and it feels like the society's being really bad. So, I'm, you know, I don't want to get too political. I know it bothers people a lot when I do that, but I have to be authentic about it, and I have to be real. This election, I really think, is curious. It's so important. And also the inflation's a serious problem. You know, people can't get items, and I think it's because of the policies that the government's put together. They make it very hard for businesses just operate. They make more regulations and more taxes, and then they fail this whole thing in Ukraine. I, I just don't see how you can vote Democrat this year. I'm sorry. I'm going to say that straight on. I'm sorry. I, that's who I am. For those that don't like it, this, this part of the show, you'll just ignore But But for those that want me to be who I am, that's what I believe, and I'm going to stay by it. Mm-hmm. I'm also now on to what we call the development story. We're going to develop a story together. I don't know if Cooper knows about this one. I don't know. Tell me about it. Okay. So we're going to plan. But the story is, we're going to try to continue this with our next guest as well. The story is going to be called Planet of the Mouse. Okay. And it's basically about that they are now taking mouse, mouses and giving them people's brains, parts in their brains. 
So, my concept is that one of these mouths escaped. With a human A human solid bite. Nice. And to make it more interesting about the story itself, mouses can overpopulate. And if mouses get smart, we don't see them. It's even more scary than to be the Planet of the Apes. So, <laughs> I, don't know. I think it's a very interesting concept. So, I don't know, like, do you want to do the first line of this story for everybody? The first line of this okay. story, like setting the tone. You can set the tone for everybody here. The next person on the next episode will add the next line. <laughs> Well, I can do the first line. I don't want to put you on the spot. Give me, give me, give me, give me the first line, and okay. I, you, you go. Actually, you I'm not, I haven't planned this at all, everybody. This is just coming from this brain of mine, so it's gonna be a little difficult. Here comes one. We developed mouses to deal with all the terrible conditions people have, such as cancer and Parkinson's, to learn how the brains can work. We never plan for one of them to escape. And since the escape, the fear of overpopulation and of dehumanization is evident. Does it make sense? It's it's fine. That's a coherent sentence. That's the line. That's the second line of this, of this story we're writing. And I'm hoping that we can write that down and the next guest will fill in. And also, again, all the people that are out there that want to add their own line. It's fine. You know, we'd love to hear what you have to say. Add them in the comments. Add them in the please. comments. So you got so far. You got to decide <laughs> what skit to pick. You got to decide the next line in the story. We got a lot of work to do. Yes, there's so much a lot potential. Of there a is. lot of work to do. You know, tell me a little bit more, by the way, about music. Like, what is you started out at? What age did you start writing music again? Uh, I started writing music at like 13, but I first picked up a guitar at 10 years old. Ten years old. Yes, and at ten years old, you say I'm going to be this big rock star. What you what you? I'd say like twelve years old. At twelve years old. Twelve years old. At ten, I was still like I want to be a dirt bike rider, you know, <laughs> and I want to <laughs> drive trucks on fire, you know. Like so still, you know, you're twelve years old. I mean, this it's a, how has it gone? Is it going as good as you expected? Them on letdowns or things that how? What is like the weirdest experience in this whole thing? The thing you didn't expect? Oh well, I think the one thing that I would say, which is like. It's only because I'm proud that I could say is that like if me if 13 year old me or 12 year old me saw me currently on a stage and was like who's this person I think I would have thought I was really cool. Oh. So that makes me feel really good. That's great. Yeah, <laughs> you happy. know like I yeah. feel like I'm like I feel like like oh that like that's cool that's what you know piques my interest maybe I feel like my younger self would have really been like, that guy looks cool. And uh, now that, you know, that's, I don't know. Would you play in front of a large audience? Uh, It's grown over the years. It really has. Um, So I started writing music when I was 13. And then that was all just by myself. That was in the house, my acoustic guitar. And then I had met, um, well, I I was given a, a teacher in high school, my English teacher. And she was like the first person to say, well, she knew, she was like the first person to say, hey, play, you know, in front of this crowd. Because I told her I had wrote uh, some songs and some poetry. It was an English class. And she was like, oh, well, wouldn't it be a great idea if you came and performed at, uh, at this big event? And I was like 16 at the time. So I was like, 
Okay, cool. So I went on stage, and it's on YouTube. It is. You can find it. From, uh, your first performance. My very right? first live performance. Is it the Koopa? No, it's in Hoboken High School. Oh. Uh, junior, seniors, um, uh, book reading. And it was, I think it was the year 2014. Hopefully, someone will find it. But yeah, <laughs> I, I wrote an original song. Are you still proud of it? Uh... I think it was cute. I think it's cute. When you went on stage the first time, was it really scary? Do you... I had a little bit of um, butterflies. I had well. What's good is like I had a little bit of pregame. I guess I should say because I was a mascot for my high school. Oh. And I I made that decision because I wanted to be what a music. mascot. I was a I was a bird. A bird. bird. Big red bird. We were the Hoboken Red Wings. Yeah, still is. are. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was a giant red bird. Right. Um, and it's yeah, cool being a, a, a mascot. You do have to really, well, you can, yeah. I guess, but you can, like, yeah. It was great. I was on the cheerleading team. It was yeah. great. I saw all my buddies getting tackled on the field. Yeah, I'm like, that looks, that? I'm yeah. like, that looks terrible. <laughs> and uh, I mean, it's a good top. In that outfit, right? It's, it's winter time. Oh, yeah. It gets winter. Oh, yeah. It gets cold in Jersey, so you know wow. all the cheerleaders are shivering, and I'm in a giant you can, red suit. And as a person, you can just go up to all the cheerleaders and give them a hug. I mean, it's nothing offensive. Like they can't say, "Oh my gosh, you're harassing me." No, no, no birds can't harass people. Really. It was honestly, it was a great time. Though I think, <laughs> I I think everybody had fun. It was it was really cool. All the girls would always, I don't know, they they had me. They, yeah, they have my they have my back, you know. They have water for me. And no, stuff that's interesting. Like that. As a mascot, are you more popular than the football players? Do that? No, I, I don't think. I no? mean, I don't. Well, first off, yeah. my school wasn't too heavy on like we're the cool kids and stuff. Right. I mean, like it was, it was more like you know these were athlete kids, these were artist kids. Right. You know, I, which is really good. My school wasn't really big on like being discriminative, you know, to anybody. It was more like who you hung out with. That was it. You know, that's right. Um. So then, so you're, at least from my perspective, right? And you so know. you're performing. You're you said you're like sixteen years old, and you're finding it. And now, but I mean, is it like in terms of financial resources? Is this something you can actually do? I know there's a lot of artists that are trying to make. If you want to make this a living, you have to do other stuff, right? It's not yeah. being a rock star nowadays. It's much harder than when I was growing up. When I was growing up, when I was growing up, they sold albums, big albums that people would sell, and that's what they buy. Is but now it's like the song's almost free. Mm-hmm. You can get them. So you can't make that way. I guess you sell merchandise a little bit. It's, it's a hot, very difficult business. Yeah, you have to, to market yourself as, as a whole. You have to have your, you have to just be in front of everybody, you know, but it all depends on how you want to go about your career too. You know, some people have different ways. People have taken off with putting more or less effort, you know, um, and I think that that was, that was what inspired me though to keep going because when I was a kid, all my teachers told me to give it up. Mm. Like the same teacher that told me to play that show, like, yeah, that was all nice and stuff. But, like, I want to say a couple months later, she told me, give up the dreams of wanting to be a rock star. That is not a career, Michael. She was like, that is not a career. Like well, that? She said, like, oh, like, yes, yes. You, you that voice? Give it up, yes. <laughs> yes, give it up, Michael. I was like, I was like, cool. And then my... my did, that, did that inspire you? Yeah, because then also my counselor, she she had to give me an index card, and she was like, she wrote... she. she she said to me, what do you want to be? Okay. Write it on this index card. I said, okay. I wrote down, I want to be a rock star. And I put all spiky letters and like exclamation points and like broken hearts on it. And she called me into her office uh-oh. like uh-oh. a few days later. And she was like, Michael, I was going over everyone's career choices. And I just want to say that this, and she puts it in front of me. She goes, this is not a career. <laughs> I was like, oh, it's not. 
And she's like, no, it's not. And like, now that I'm older and stuff, even if being a rock star didn't work out, you know, being on stage and performing to thousands of people, that doesn't work out, which is totally fine if it doesn't. And if it doesn't, like, you could still be a guitar tech. You could still work in a studio. You can still have so an endless amount of jobs in the industry of music and creating art. Right. And be and be financially stable. No, it may not be your ideal thing, but like being a lighting person, being on the sound stage, being a tech, you know, like being in the studio while a great song is being made. All of those things are super possible and and very easy to obtain, especially now. But like my teachers made it seem like that that was not a thing. You know, that's really cool. Like, and I, I went into audio engineering school right after high school. That's that's a what audio engineering school did you go? SAE Institute. Shout out to them. <laughs> I know I give you a lot of credit because again, making finding a way to make it work, your dream come true. When you when you have so many people saying no, you yeah. know, and bringing it down. And I think though that's that's a pretty bold thing. And I think what helped too was like my mom and my grandpa were like, yes, yeah. yeah, but, yeah. I wanted, I'm going to tell you a little personal story with me. By the way, I think I should add this. To, this is a new feature to the show, and because so when I was. All my life, I want. I wrote scripts. It's like I want therapy almost. You write these things. Just in your head, you have a story you want to tell. So you make a script. And it's easy. To, for some reason, it's easier than a book. And I just write these things and just put them aside and do nothing with it because I'm a practical business person and practical. After that, 40 years old, I took a two-day film class by a guy named Jeff Simmons that taught at UCLA and NYU. Just two days, and he said to us, "It's you're never going to make money in this business." And it's, you know, but he told me every, like all the little aspects. And from that class, I just said, you know what? I'm going to make a film. I'm just going to do it. I don't know. I'm just going to do it. <laughs> Two days of film class. And I just did it. I made this film, my first film, which I'm really proud of. It was all screwed up. And it was kind of, originally it was going to be a horror film. But, you know, it, you hire the right people and you trust people and you work it out. And now we have this other movie down. So, what you said is true because I, I wanted I wasn't as I wasn't as let's say I didn't when people said I shouldn't do it I sort of let it, I let things go I didn't tell people because it was always I was in a family where making money was like so important to make a little independent and it's sort of cool that you went in this artistic direction and knew that you had a way to make it happen it's, it's great I give you a lot of credit you know and, and you know it, it's a little scary I'm sure oh yeah you know it's, it I'm is. sure it's scary but you have this now you have, a, you have a stable auto engineering position you can do this music work as well that's a great story I yeah. appreciate sharing that and I'm also definitely trying to get more into acting and you helped with that too yeah. so like you know like your own career helped another person's career you understand that you know like well, that's, I, that's really cool you yeah know? no I appreciate that because sometimes you like I, I was just mentioning like life is pretty short and if we can like help each other by doing and make money at the same time, we're not hoping to make money, we all do something. <laughs> and we get everybody, like when you do a film, it's like a family, it's a community. And everybody hope builds up that community, it's like a trace. So hopefully one branch helps another branch yeah. and the branch could just grow. So that's one of the reasons I'm bringing a lot of the people on to the show here because I want to see those branches grow in different directions yeah, as well. And that's what I loved about the film. And I mean, being there and seeing it, like that was my eye opener. You know, I'd been with other, I'd seen other things go down. And the other stuff that I'd seen had, it, it went up, you know, like when I started acting, it was, you know, like someone who just, I found online. And then it got into, you know, being recommended for stuff. And, and it always went up, like with the amount of crew being there, with the amount of gear. And when I got to you guys, it was just such a, a 
it was really cool. It was so like, this is what I love. You get what I mean? In the, in the music world, it's so competitive. And it is competitive in the film world, but like, you need a lot of people together to get what you're doing. You know, with music, I, I told you, I did two albums completely by myself. Yeah. I'm a, it, at a point though, I'm at a point where it's like, I want, you know, can someone come in and say, hey, you know, I can't get, you know, like, not everyone's opinion is right, but you know what I'm talking about, that uh, creative involvement. And that is so cool. Yeah, you know? well, I think I think one of the things is also, which is an interesting take, is as an artist, sometimes the person that says to you, I really like that, means more than any of the money. And when we're going to art gallery and the person said to me, I, you're just saying that you like that meant so much to me. Because it is a feeling that something that you develop and create and someone else appreciates it. Oh, and it's such, a, it's such a great feeling to do that, you know? Yeah. One of the things I want to do when I'm done with the work that I'm doing now, this is in the building material business, is I want to open up a restaurant. And it says millions of restaurants out there. But this concept that I want to do is going to focus on three things. One, I want to have fake meat, different dishes. So we'll have like chicken parmesan not made with chicken, and steak without steak, and all the dishes, so everybody can go to the same restaurant. If you're kosher, you can go there because there's no meat, the biggest thing. If you're a vegetarian, you can go there because there's no meat. You know, so everyone go to the same restaurant, and hopefully the goal is that it tastes good. That's the one. <laughs> um, and everyone go. And then we'd have dairy substitute type items. If you love dairy, maybe we block kosher. But every all different foods, so everyone can go to the same restaurant. And the second thing that, that I have is drinks. I think drinks where you make money. So we make all these different types of specialty drinks, and we have regular liquor drinks, and we have fun drinks, and we have a whole thing. And the third thing in the restaurant. We'd have a little taste of it, like small little cookies, really small ones. You know, so you don't feel guilty, you got a little, base, little basic. I think each one of those would be controlled by different people being charged. And in the middle of the whole restaurant, we things like what you did. We'd have like either bands, we'd either have to do the show, Blood Rebel Show. We'd have like entertainment. So when you come, you're not just enjoying the food, you're also enjoying a show. Yeah. I mean, that. I, I'm curious on what is the meat substitute? We don't, well, is you know, like a, a, like a vegan type of... No, I mean, but I, well, yeah, it would be like that, but it's more like I, I fell in love with Impossible Burgers. Okay. I mean, this, to me, it's like eating a burger. I was so happy when Burger King, that was one of our first videos, when Burger King came out with that fake burger, it was like unbelievable. Mm -hmm. Now, I, I mean, I eat kosher meat, so that just like, I'm from the whole world. I can't eat my Arby's, but I just gave in to kosher meat, so it's been like, I love Arby's, so I want to make a fake, fake roast beef sandwich, that'd be great. So that was something that I really think that if we can develop more foods like that, it'd be really, people, everyone can go to the restaurant. Yeah. You know, well, I understand. Yeah, I understand and, and, and one of the problems also, I think, is meat staying fresh and meat, you know, the whole process, one rare, it's easier when it's not. Yeah, the not, Yeah, yeah. So I think it's I think it's the way to go in the future. People love salads and stuff. So that it, I think it might be something that could fly high. And uh, I'd like to test out the waters, you mean, with a good chef to see what else can be made. Yeah. You know, and I think the drinks is good. I just also think the idea of like going to a place, and I'm, I'm thinking like these little malls that like they're not doing well, the real estate market's bad. That's where they can, entertainment can be in the middle. You know, like all we can do with gun show. We just like have a lot of fun people entertaining, people talking about things, having debates, so forth in one location. So that is something I want to develop. So anybody out there is interested in that concept, I'm giving this away to you. Let's do it together. <laughs> Mm -hmm. Hopefully in a year or two I'll have a chance to do this. Just so you know, what do you, I mean, would you like like as, a, as an artist? 
I don't know. You, where do you normally play? I play at venues, um, like uh, do you play like restaurants, like type things. Uh, do they have that? Do they I, play at bar restaurants or not? Uh, yeah, just bars more. The, no, not anymore. I used to when I first started. Now it's more like venues that are just you know for for acts. You know, there's a bar there usually. Right. But like, like bar, bar slash venues right. though is is, pro, is pro, pretty much there. I haven't made it to like theaters yet, which is the goal. You know, right. I'm trying to be. But you're in the venue. How many people can fit in the venue? Um, I mean, it depends. Like the last one I did in Brooklyn was a 600 people capacity, and people. that was at three dollar bill. Um, great venue, great staff. <laughs> um, and then you know, I, I just the other day, the show we were supposed to play at a bar didn't go through location wise. And mind you, I didn't have anything with setting it up. Someone was just like, "Hey, you want to play this gig?" I'm like, mm-hmm. "Sure." And then the guy puts in the group chat. He's like, "Oh, this show is just." It's not, he's like, we're, we're, he's like, we're finding a new location right now. So everyone's still down to perform if we get a new location. And we're like, I mean, I guess it's still right. a few days. Like, let's see. And he got a boxing gym. So just the other day, wow. I played in a boxing gym ring. That's pretty cool. Where, yeah. was, that? Where, how many, where was that? This was in Union City. Like, it was, well, how many fit in that? I mean, there, I think the, there was probably like 50 people there. That's a cool idea, like music and boxing together. Yeah, it was a boxing cool. match, I mean, and then there'd be like a, a rock music afterwards. I, it I was cool. It, it was a cool vibe. Can uh, you imagine this? Like, so you start out, <laughs> and there's, if there was a boxing match, it'd be, it'd be pretty gross to play the blood on the floor. So you have the music, then the boxing match, then the music, then. <laughs> yeah. I, I, I thought it was, I mean, it, it was cool. Um, we couldn't play too loud, so our set got cut short. But, um,. But either way, I think we still, uh, it, it was a good show and it was still cool aesthetically. Like the pictures yeah. look great. Yeah. Like, you got a Marshall amp and a drum set inside of a boxing you should You should have like, had fights in me too. Like, argue with I you know, I should have punched my bass player in the face. That's really funny. Well, Koopa, what's your next thing? What's going to be happening in your life and how can people follow you if they want to get the music and what you're doing, all that stuff? Okay, well, um, you can follow me on Instagram, at Koopa the Savage. Uh, you can find me on Twitter, TikTok, uh, YouTube, YouTube, everywhere, at Koopa the Savage. You can find me on my website, uh, www.koopathesavage.com. You're not that much of a savage. You're a nice guy. <laughs> and, uh, and you can email me at koopathesavage at koopathesavage.com. <laughs> Great. And that will, start, that will give you a list of when the next show is. What, what, uh, next, what, do you have a show coming up? That we, that uh, so, up? yeah, I have a show November 3rd in Long Island. I'm going to be performing at Shaker's Pub. It's my second time there. Um, it's going to be a really cool cool spot. I'm going to be headlining, and I'm going to be... Oh. Yeah, it's going to be a bunch of uh, newer musicians out there. I think it's really cool. Um, new music is being made. I've been in the studio. So I think after this show, I'm going to take a break with the shows. And probably until New Year... It's gonna be just okay, so Cooper, in, in the it, studio. He's gonna do it. Cooper's gonna do a painting or some type of artistic expression of fall, and he's gonna do a country song for us. A country yeah, song. And he wants to show the rest of that's gonna do for that. Oh, you want a country song? <laughs> <laughs> you you, 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 you and my grandmother <laughs> both want me to make a country song. I wanted to say that in this world, sometimes we feel we don't make a difference. That we're just like, you know, insignificant, and nothing's further from the truth. This Parsha in the Bible is, talks about Noah and how one person actually saved the world. So the point, the important point is you never know when you're called on. You never know when this, quote, world might be cracking and your one action puts it together. So just remember, you're a key person. You're really important and keep on being 
as good and as happy and as successful as you can be. God bless, and we'll see you next week on the Blood Rebel Show. Thank you.